and speak truth behind closed doors. Closed doors. Hey, it's Sojo. Welcome to my podcast, Behind Closed Doors. If this is your first time listening, thank you for tuning in. If this is your second or third time listening, thank you for coming back. For those that this is your first time listening, just to give you a little insight, Behind Closed Doors is the space where I use transparent and personal stories as a way to encourage victims of sexual assault, molestation, domestic violence, and sex trafficking to be able to speak their truths and grow from their traumatic experiences, and more importantly, learning to heal. So thank you for joining in tonight. We appreciate you. Wanted to share something with you. Someone asked me the other day, um, where did you get your song from that your podcast starts with? And so I wanted to share that. It is exclusively my song. Um, So I don't have to put a disclaimer out there that says I do not own the rights to this music because I actually paid a lot of money. So I do own the rights to this music. So I just wanted to share just a little bit about really just what it says for those who are tuning in and they like the beat and the rhythm but really don't hear the words so the word says it's time to heal girl it's time to help time to keep it real girl with yourself no more weakness no more secrets no you're tired of fighting girl you're invited behind closed doors oh yeah you've been going through behind closed doors girl it's time to speak your truth you didn't let it beat you Stand up, girl, they need you. Open up and speak truth behind closed doors. You need to. And so these words are just so appropriate to what my goal is and what I think the the role and the motivation behind closed doors is for me. So I just wanted to share that because people have asked, hey, where'd you get that song from? Did you download that? No, that song is exclusively for us. So I wanted to share something with you tonight. I promised that I would share um, a story of stolen innocence, but I wanted to start with a few things because I've been up. I've been up since about 2.30 this morning, but I'm certainly not sleepy. I have this thing that I've been waking up and on um, and I wanted just to share. So I know that the reason why I've been up and I keep telling myself is because there's something on my mind. Normally when you're not sleeping, they say there's something on your mind or either you're on someone's mind, but I'm certainly hoping that um, I'm not on anyone else's mind other than um, the gentleman who sleeps next to me, my husband. I know that the reason that I've been up is because God said, you got to get this out. If you don't get more verbal and talking about the things and if you don't do it now, that means there's no sleeping. So in the moment, um, I'm writing down and jotting down things because anyone who knows me knows I love to journal. I love to write. That's what I do all the time, especially when there's just thoughts in my head that I just need to get out. I learned from a wise man once, and this wise man most likely is listening to my podcast as well, but I won't say his name, that nothing happens for a sleeping man or a woman but a dream. Funny, huh? Sleeping man, sleeping woman, but a dream. And that's true. So if you're sleeping and there's things in your mind and you're dreaming about those things, that means there's really not a whole lot happening. So you need to get up and make some things happen. So I appreciate that wise man for sharing that with me because that always sticks to me. These experiences and things that I'm sharing are things that I'm hoping that someone gains some relief from because they're real. 
someone's not able to talk about their experiences, someone's not able to tell their story, someone's not able to heal from some of their traumatic experiences. So I know that my purpose is to be able to do that because it allows for someone else to free themselves, I hope. Some young person is out there and not able to speak their truths for fear, fear of judgment, fear of criticism, fear of being hurt again, fear of being shunned. So I wanna talk about fear of being shunned for a minute. You know what's so interesting is that I can't help but to say that the people that we think that love us the most are the ones who we fear would shun us. How can we shun a person in our family who's been hurt by somebody else? Sometimes somebody even in our own families and be okay with that. How do we sleep at night knowing, knowing that someone and our family has hurt another person, whether that's a family member or a person outside of our family. I'd have a hard time dealing with um, loved ones particularly because those more are people that we trust because we think that we know them when they hurt someone. And when I say facing them and dealing with them, I don't mean having a hard time being able to say, hey, um, I don't like what you did. I feel like you totally disrespected somebody I don't even have a person, I don't even have an issue throwing something at that person. Um, I'm just being honest and being real. But what I do have a hard time with is sharing the same space with a person knowing what they've done, particularly when it comes to sexual assault, molestation, domestic violence, and human trafficking in a loving way. And I know that the Bible tells me that I still have to love the person, but that doesn't mean that I love the things that they've done. In fact, I actually hate the things that they've done, the things that they've done to other people. What I do have a hard time with is exposing that person's truth. And I'm not the person to stand in judgment, so I don't wanna hurt anyone else in a sense that I need to say names or any of those things. But I do expect that these things do not get kept behind closed doors. That's what I have a hard time with because hurt people hurt other people. And I still, and I will continue to say that until someone's truths are exposed in situations like this, they will continue to hurt other people. So I wanna share just a little something with you. January 17th, 2019. January 17th is a day that for me marked um, a significant event in my life. And my husband always says that sometimes people don't do things until a significant event happens in their life to make them do things. January 17, 2019 catapulted my mission, catapulted my journey. There's one person listening to this podcast, maybe more, who knows what that day meant to me. Yep, January 17, 2019. That's when one of those behind closed doors moments smacked me right in the face. And from that point, I vowed, from that point, I promised that I would continue to move forward with some of the things that I had in my head, some of those dreams. And I wanted to do it in terms of domestic violence, in terms of molestation, in terms of sexual assault, in terms of human trafficking. I wanted to be able to be a voice for people. January 17th catapulted my plan. January 17, 2019, I learned how deep behind the closed doors moments can be. I learned the pain that behind closed doors moments can cause on a family. I learned I feel some guilt because it's family. I feel some guilt because maybe 
if I would have shared some past experiences, some past stories, maybe I could have alerted someone else. Maybe I could have alerted the person who was victimized to be more observant of predatory behaviors. That day would begin to open some doors. That day would begin to show some things that if we don't talk about them so that we can help others heal, then those doors stay closed. And more importantly, so that we can change the cycle of behavior, particularly predatory behavior. Hurt people hurt people. Families will continue to shun. Things will continue to happen behind closed doors that no one wants to talk about. Meanwhile, victimizers continue to do what they do and they prey on weak. If we don't talk about them, we still become weak. If we don't talk about them, we're still weak. Our strength and our healing come from that release. Our strength and our healing come from letting people know, speaking our truths. Hurt people hurt people. And predators prey on people until they get caught. Predators hurt innocent people until they get caught. 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm up. I've been looking for words that were similar to snitch and tattletale, whatever. And I couldn't find the right words to say, the right words to switch up. So I'm okay with telling. And it took me a minute to get to that point. The things that happen behind closed doors that aren't positive and that hurt people physically, mentally, and spiritually will break someone. And if we don't allow people to be a voice, if we don't allow people to speak their truths, if we don't allow predators to be exposed to their truth so that they can stop hurting people, and even so that they themselves can heal, the cycle won't change. I shared a story on my last podcast um, about molestation, and it was my own story, and I'm okay with that. But I wanted to move forward with something else because it didn't stop there. It stopped there with that person, but it didn't stop there. But what I learned from those experiences and the experiences that sometimes even continue on, whether positive or negative, that we have to learn from them. We have to learn from them. And so some things you carry and you carry with you for a long time. And I carry that story of that five-year-old, six-year-old girl with me for a long time. And so when I became a seven, eight, nine-year-old girl and a 12-year-old girl, when I officially lost my virginity, <laughs> I lost my virginity on my best friend's bathroom floor. Remember I shared with you that at five, six, seven years old, even though I didn't know, I now knew. And I learned at those age, and these were things at five, six, seven, eight, up through 12 years old, that now became curiosity. I lost my virginity on my best friend's bathroom floor. And guess what? I continued to go to her home. I continued to stay a night with her. Meanwhile, her brother would come and creep, get me out of her bed, take me back to his bedroom. And guess what? He was 16, 17 years old. 
someone that knew better, knew better. He had children on the way, 16, 17 years old. He had already had kids. So can you imagine? I couldn't even imagine, but this is what predators do. They learn to protect themselves. And when I say he learned to protect themselves because he always used protection. There's a moment of silence there. I'm sure everyone's probably wondering, and it's okay. Because he knew that at 12 years old, that if I would have gotten pregnant at 12 years old, and here he was 16, 17, what could have possibly happened? Predators know how to prey on their victims. They know how to cover up until they get caught. He chose to keep his secrets behind closed doors as well. And guess what? At that point, so did I. You know how? Until this day, I've never had that conversation with him. I've never had the conversation with her and everyone knew. I shouldn't say everyone knew. I think she knew. I think her sister knew. I think there were others that knew and we never talked about it. Guess what? He's my friend on Facebook. Crazy, huh? And we still never talked about it. So if he's listening to my podcast, if she's listening to my podcast, any of their family members, because they're friends with me on Facebook too. I love you all the same. I still love you. I'm not mad. I've learned. You ever hear the expression, fast girl? She's so grown. She's so hot in the pants. That's the term that older black people use for girls that are very promiscuous. Too grown, they would say. Yep, many terms for the words promiscuity. But guess what? Promiscuity comes from things learned early on early on. Shoot, at 12 years old. Let me be very clear when I use the term lost my virginity. It's interesting to say lost my virginity when it was taken. You can't lose something that was taken from you. That means someone stole it. There's some thievery there. So I want to be very clear when I say lost my virginity at 12 years old. My virginity was stolen at 12 years old. It was taken at 12 years old. Listen, I know some of you are probably listening and thinking, why did she keep going back? Why was she allowed to stay the night over there? Listen, the grooming process is intentional and it's calculated. It builds the trust of victims and a lot of times the parents and even caregivers. I was allowed to continue to stay tonight because there was a trust there. Until the moment my mom listens to this podcast, she had no clue. We have to teach our children to be observant. We have to be more observant on their behalf. If a situation feels un uncomfortable, then guess what? Most likely it's wrong. If the moment my daughter told me that one of our family members was creepy, as she would describe him, if I would have taken that more seriously instead of just justifying his creepiness, 
if that's even a word, it's a word today, then maybe, just maybe, that January 17th, 2019 call would have been a lot different. If someone else, his mother, his siblings, anybody would have been more observant of his creepy behavior, his predatory behavior. And I'm going to leave that right there. No, my daughter wasn't his victim, but I'm believing that the person who was, wasn't his only. We have to break the cycle. And part of breaking the cycle is that we have to speak. We have to communicate. We have to be observant. We have to be comfortable with allowing our children to be able to tell us when they don't feel comfortable around someone, when someone feels creepy to them. My truth and being transparent is okay. Because guess what? No one can judge me. You can, but you're not the ultimate judge. My goal is to help someone else be able to grow and to be able to heal from their experiences, their traumatic experiences. I already said I'm going to lose some friends, probably even some family members, but I'm okay with that too. But I'm hoping and praying that they understand I'm trying to help someone else heal. I'm trying to help some other young lady heal early. Early when I say early so that they learn to recognize predatory behavior early. I'm trying to be an ear for somebody who may not know who they can speak with without judgment. That's what I'm trying to do. I've gotten a few questions from people from my first podcast. And one of the questions that kind of stands out is how do I begin? And so I'm not an expert, but I tell you how I began. I began to write things down. I began to speak them to myself. And once I began to write them down, I began to get them out of my head to get that relief. So I wanna share some numbers with you some telephone numbers with those that are listening. Um, I'm a firm believer that leave something for someone to be able to have to, as a takeaway. It's funny, when I teach my classes, um, anything that I'm teaching, whether it's teaching Spanish to my niece or sometimes teaching Sunday school with our youth, I always ask them, what's the takeaway? What did you get out of it? So if you have a takeaway, if there's one thing that I want to leave you with, and that is begin somewhere. Write your notes down, get it out of your head. If you know someone who is being hurt, tell somebody. If that person or you are in imminent danger, certainly start with 911. I wanna leave a couple of numbers. The domestic violence number, the domestic violence, national domestic violence number. That number is one 800 799-7233. Once again, the national domestic violence number is 800-799-SAFE. The sexual abuse hotline, the national sexual abuse hotline is 800-656-4673. Once again, the national sexual, sexual, hot, sexual abuse hotline, I will get that out, is 800-656-4673. 
and the Human Trafficking Hotline for Hampton Roads, Virginia, 757-430-2120. And I want to leave you with this. Anybody who knows me, who's seen me without a shirt on and my sleeves out, I have butterflies everywhere. I love butterflies. But a butterfly is nothing but a caterpillar who's undergoing transformation into something beautiful. Even a butterfly started off as something different, a caterpillar. A caterpillar transformed into something beautiful. So I leave that with you. I want to leave something else. I took this from Facebook a friend's Facebook, so, um, and it's not theirs either, so they actually took it from someone else. And so I wanted to share this with you. Until you heal the wounds of your past, you are going to bleed. You can bandage the bleeding with food, with alcohol, with drugs, with work, with cigarettes, with sex, but eventually it will all ooze through and stain your life. You must find the strength to open the wounds Stick your hands inside, pull out the core of the pain that is holding you in your past, the memories, and make peace with them. That's from Iana Van Sant. So I say this and I end my podcast with this. Learn to be observant, be aware of predatory behaviors. Teach our young people how to be aware of predatory behaviors. That's how we change the cycle. That's how we change the narrative. I look forward to sharing with you all again. Thank you for listening in. Have a great day. Stand up, girl, they need you. Open up and speak truth. Behind closed doors, closed doors.